You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 67. Probably the two things that are impacting people and organizations and coaching and organizational development practitioners, you know, are in a massive way are the cloud. And so now our technology is unhinged. We're not wired anymore and we're, you know, we're wireless. And then the other thing that's impacting is this whole area of big data. You know, there's so many ways of measuring people and behavior and behavior change. And then all of this data and information that's now being that's accessible to us really wherever we are in the world is really creating some, as you alluded to, I mean, creating some some challenges. And there are some some things that cautions, but also some enormous opportunities for coaches, particularly. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, executive and mentor coach and coach educator. As always, it is absolutely wonderful to have you join us. And I look forward to sharing a new perspective with you today, something we haven't done a deep dive into yet on the Star Coach Show. So as we tape this show, it is 2018. We are in the realm of so much in our society that is sort of controlled by technology, impacted by technology. So it only makes sense that technology also will impact the business that we have as coaches, the practice that we have as coaches. So our guest today, Dr. Ed Rankin, is going to talk to us about how the pace of development, our clients' expectations are accelerating, and how the cloud and big data can impact our delivery of service as a coach. Ways to increase reliability and validity of maybe some of instruments that have been out there for years that that might be getting a new twist or a new face on them based on the kinds of data that's available to us now and how we can create perhaps even more value for our clients by accessing some of the concepts or the information that's available to us through increased data and how interaction can be that much more accessible to us through the cloud. Dr. Ed Rankin is an expert executive coach. Ed has been a coach for years, working with scores of senior and mid-level executives, and he also works with entrepreneurs. He's recently received his PhD in human and organizational systems. He's got a couple master's degrees and an undergraduate degree in psychology. So Ed is very well versed in a lot of valuable information, and he comes here to share that with us. He is a senior professional in human resources and a professional certified coach by the ICF. Ed shares his 
experience and his knowledge with us about the benefits of technology and how we can use technology to better meet coaching goals. Let's go to our interview with Dr. Ed Rankin. Welcome, Dr. Ed Rankin. It's so good to have you with us today. Welcome to Star Coaches. Thank you, Meg. Thank you, Meg. Nice to be here. Yeah. Ed and I have known each other probably more years than either of us want to note. (laughs) And you've recently received your PhD, which is an incredibly wonderful accomplishment. So congratulations for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And we talked about the fact that we are living in an age of technology. We're living in an age of change. And I know that when I first became a therapist back in the mid 80s, things like where I store my clients' digital documents was not even an issue. I mean, I had to be sure to get a file cabinet with a lock and, you know, had paper documents left and right. Yep. But things like, you know, there's so much digital information that's stored now and that gives us an opportunity to maybe give services to our clients in a different way than we ever have before. So that's sort of the discussion that we want to have today. And let's start with just maybe giving some background about what it is about this that interests you and and a, a little maybe background information about this subject. Moved my, my career into coaching, I started paying attention to the impact that technology was having on the coaching work that I've been doing. And I think um, there are a couple things, you know, as you said in your introduction, you know, things are moving so quickly. Google's chief technology officer, a guy named Ray's, Ray Kurzweil, authored a book that was published a few years ago called The Singularity is Near. And in Ray's book, he's talking about the ultimate merger of the biological and non-biological realms. You know, you know, we now have today, we have people that have knee replacements and hip replacements and heart valve replacements. And, and so, you know, the prediction is that that technology, that move towards technology will continue. Uh, and the, the pace of the development is accelerating. You know, everything that we learn today, we learn, you know, the knowledge that we we acquire today is being applied to the future, right? So Mm -hmm. the pace of change is accelerating. I think that the probably two things that are impacting people and organizations and coaching and organizational development practitioners, you know, are in a massive way are the cloud. And so now our technology is unhinged. We're not wired anymore. And we're you know, we're wireless. And then the other thing that's impacting is this whole area of big data. You know, there's so many ways of measuring people and behavior and behavior change. And then so all of this data and information that's now being, that's accessible to us really wherever we are in the world is really creating some, as you alluded to, I mean, creating some challenges and there's some, some things that cautions, but also some enormous opportunities for coaches particularly. How you put together that whole wireless concept and big data into our ability to coach maybe more effectively, maybe. I mean, what kinds of advantages do these two concepts that you bring, the cloud and big data, how do they all fit together? Okay. Well, I think, you know, the cloud of course, means that whatever tools we are employing, whatever tools we utilize are available 
really practically anywhere we are as a coach and anywhere our clients are. So it's it can literally be available to help them any 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So the other thing is that the the, the big data, being able to, it, the, the analytical power of all this information is really putting increased validity and reliability into the tools that we use. So for example, some of the assessment software applications or the more recently at software, but in mm-hmm. the old days, it was paper and pencil, right? So right. just the simple fact of, of moving stuff from paper and pencil to automated and digitizing it allows us to create a whole opportunity for more power. And when I say power, we can place more confidence in the predictive validity of the tools that are available. You know, we can, because now we have so many more data points with which we can measure people, we can measure different factors that they as individuals bring to a situation. Also other variables that we can now look at that are external to that person because of the cloud, right? That we're now able to kind of have even a a more powerful, uh, higher level of confidence in the tools that are available for us to use as coaching for development, for example. And we, you know, we, there are some of the old tools that have been used for a long time. Let's say the Myers-Briggs. Now there's so much data that has been used so much and the data has been collected. Now that data can be analyzed and has been analyzed. So we now can take tools like the Myers-Briggs or the predictive index is another one where they've been around for 50 years. But the massive amount of data that's been accumulated over the years and now the science that can be applied to all that data is allowing those tools to the use of those tools to be expanded. And then also the users can have higher confidence that the the tools that are actually they're measuring what they say they measure. And then we can have more confidence in the, in the, the predictions that they bring to us. So it's really interesting. Some, some assessments that might be thought of as old school or been around so long, while that might have in some people's mind count against them, maybe, I mean, you know, what's the newest thing? The reality is the MBTI has been given so many times. And as you said, now all that data can be input to increase validity to give us a better picture. Picture. Uh, how exciting Correct. for those for those kind of long known assessments to almost get a new shot of life, huh? Well, and you know, yes, that I think that's happening, Meg. And then also, too, new applications are being developed. You know, it's it's, it's easier now to develop new assessment tools. The it, it doesn't take a room of programmers to convert uh, uh, someone's ideas into an assessment technology, it, it can be done rather quickly. So you're seeing a lot of very sort of unique, more precise tools that are coming into the marketplace. And assessment technology and coaching technology just literally being pushed out to smartphones and, and, and uh, handheld devices. So it's, um, it's quite interesting. Yeah, it's, it's quite an opportunity. What's your experience of how this is impacting how organizations are utilizing this kind of information? You know, I see a couple of things evolving. I think that the users of these different technologies are becoming more sophisticated. So the buyers, the corporate buyers, the human resource information systems, people, for example, in large corporations are becoming more sophisticated and more aware of all these tools out there. So there's a more sophisticated, more demanding buyer. I think, mm-hmm. you know, people that they're, they're really asking harder questions and they're being more selective about what tools they choose and then how they use. And that's one thing that I think is happening. And they're 
And I think there's a little bit more of a willing to use tools now. I think because of the the validity and reliability issues, you know, we were struggle with that a couple of decades ago because of all of the the adverse impact implications and the potential for to 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 discriminate against people and to violate uh, equal employment opportunity. Mm-hmm laws and regulations that people were more hesitant to use tools. I see the more willingness now and openness because we've been, because of the technology and the science, we've been able to eliminate some of the potential problems associated with their use. Which is, which is helpful because then it allows us to, to bring more information to the client, maybe be more effective with our clients. What advice might you have? You talked about a more demanding customer and that we as coaches need to be well informed formed and be able to kind of meet that demand with information. Any advice that you might have on being well-informed and picking an instrument that works well for kind of what you offer? I know that's sort of a two-part thing, but how do we respond to that demand? I think that's a really good question. I think it's important for us as coaches to to know why, what information are we seeking and what are the best tools out there to help us get at that information? I think, you know, I, I think we're all guilty of this. We, we use a tool and we get comfortable with it. And we understand it. We understand how to interpret the results. Uh, we've seen it be effective in the past. And so we'll continue to use it. And sometimes there may be situations where it may not be the best tool that we should, we might be better off using something else. So, but there are, I've seen, uh, um, you've probably seen this also, there's just been a, a, a massive growth in the type of tools that are being used today. And Absolutely. I think, um, of course, yeah, and, and, and I think the danger for us as coaches is if we're using something in a way that's, that it wasn't designed to do, you know, if we're trying to get information out of a tool that it really wasn't created to produce, mm-hmm. uh, then you know, we may be pushing something in the wrong direction. I think that's one thing to be cautious about. And there are, you know, there are places to go to learn about this. The professional associations, the Association for Talent Development, the International Coach Federation, Society of Human Resources Management. They're pretty good sources to go to the you know, special interest groups and those professional associations can where people can learn more about what's out there and how to best use them. Yeah. And I, th- I think that on the one hand, coaches sort of have their hands tied unless they're, they are being sponsored by somebody to get certified in any number of assessments. You have to be somewhat selective in what you put in your toolbox because it takes time and resources to get credentialed. And at the same time, it might very well be like you said, that you don't have the tool in your toolbox that needs a meets a particular need. So maybe you work with somebody else who has that particular tool or has that certification. We might need to get creative, huh? Yes. And and that, actually that that is uh I that's a strategy that I've employed in the past where I if I've seen a need for information or I could see the potential value of assessing a, a coaching client uh, around a certain set of criteria, if I didn't have the expertise, you know, I would turn to people that, that did. And, and I think that's a, a that's the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've been contracted with by other coaches to maybe come in and do a particular assessment or instrument that I'm certified in. And, and it's just that part, you know, that coach sits in on the debrief and things like that so that it's it's just value add to the process 
but they don't have to go and get certified on that particular thing to see that one right. client. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and Meg, some of these new tech uh, tools that are, let there's one that in particular that I'm familiar with called Leader Amp, and the developers of a very successful, highly regarded industrial organizational psychologist, and uh, who really understands coaching and understands how the his technology can aid coaching. You know, it's the burden of a lot of that. It's these things are these tools have been um, developed to the point where it's uh, it's pretty easy for any coach to pick up the technology because the interpretation all is done through the tool itself. And, you know, from a, it, this particular app, and there are others like it, this one mm-hmm. that I happen to be familiar with, I know there are others that are competitive products, but um, they really are an augmentation to the coaching process. So it allows a coach and a client to, it allows the, the, the technology actually kind of fills some of the gaps between the coaching sessions and reinforces the client's work through technology. So it's a, it's amazing. It, it's a, it's something that, that I've been looking at as a possible augmentation. I've got some corporate clients that would like to expand coaching in their organizations, but because of the cost, they're not able to. So we're looking at some of these tools to be able to allow me to help them put get coaching more deeper into their organization without the the the, the a lot of the expense associated with the presence of a coach. So you know, you the, 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 a coach is involved, but just not as heavily as he or she might be in a traditional coaching relationship. The coach is involved and in using the technology to help him or her move the climb along. So it's, I mean, I do think there are some great opportunities out there for coaches. That think, sounds like a I, wonderful I think, opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it, w- it wouldn't be appropriate for m- many situations, but in the case where, you know, a company understands the value of coaches, the coaching, and would like to expand it, but has challenges associated with that expansion simply because of the cost. They really can't afford, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the direct involvement of a coach uh, as thoroughly as they might in a traditional coaching relationship. But so the coach now can help them with that by the use of technology. It doesn't take the coach out of out of the. It doesn't take right. the coach out of the, out of the. Yeah, it just allows the coach to kind of ex- extend that work. Well, can you give us some examples of what that technology might do? How it supplements? Yeah, there and a lot of these tools. Uh, they actually uh, there's an assessment that's embedded in the software application itself. It's the 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 coach and the client download the application on a smartphone. They are able to connect with one another through the device. The, the client takes actually takes an assessment on the device itself. That information is shared with the coach and the, the goal setting and uh, timelines and objectives can all be included in the application itself. So now the coach and the client can communicate about that sometimes just through the device itself. They may not have to be physical. The coach may not need to be physically present as often or on the phone as often, but the client and the coach are communicating with each other through the device. And the device can serve as a, a reminder, you know, a timer. A bit of an additional uh, accountability, huh? It's a great accountability tool. Yes, that was the word I was looking for. And then I think these tools become even more sophisticated. You know, I think as time goes on, I see, you know, artificial intelligence and some other things coming into play where, you know, it's it's the, as as the applications learn, and about a particular individual, for example, and their behavioral predispositions. And, you know, depending on how much information the client's willing to share with the coach and with the system through the device, you know, the, the device can become even more influential and more 
actively involved in working with the individual. I don't think the coach gets eliminated, but I think the coaches work can be augmented in a significant way through the technology. That's what my, my, I was hearing all the wheels turn, you know, in the audio. Oh, great. Ed is telling how to, how to work us all out of a job, huh? But really taking advantage of the incredible technology that's available to bring additional value to our clients. And while certainly we might be thinking, well, it would be better to get paid to go there and do or whatever, but not every company has that capability and we still want to bring them the best value we can. And if we are doing everything we can to create change and, and results, and then you're creating the kind of relationship that speaks well to the coaching industry, speaks well to your business, speaks well to what you do as a coach. Yes. Well, and I think perhaps as the technology continues to evolve, the the work, the expectations and the work of the coach actually becomes more critical, but it becomes more strategic and uh, targeted, more, mm-hmm. more targeted. Yeah, perhaps it's more around working to customize the use of some of these technologies and tools for clients. And, 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 you know, they're, they're all the, the idiosyncrasies around culture. And, you know, as you know, I mean, every corporation I work with, there's a different client, a different culture and different Mm-hmm. Really different kind of need, yeah. While the while the you know the work of the coach might be very similar from one place to another, the systems that the coach is working in are always certainly going to be different. And so I think the work of the coach may be really more around the customization and that the, the effective use. Just like we talked about the assessment, you know, the, the coach can is real important to help the the organization figure out what assessments they actually should be using. You know, what is it? What information are we seeking and where? what's the best way to get that information? Mm-hmm. So I think it becomes more that. Good. And when you work with companies and you begin to factor in some of this new technology and the concept of the data that's available and the way that we can use wireless to, to give our clients more access, really, any other tips or or even an example that you might have of a way that a coach can maybe up their game a little with, with these concepts? Well, that's a really good question. I think uh, one of the things that, that I've tried to attend to is really look at the company's current use of technology where you know they're in their comfort level with it and or even particularly like within uh, if we look at the use of assessments in coaching I, I tend mm-hmm. to like to use a lot of assessments on the front end every coaching assignment that I uh, undertake one of the things I've ever take on new corporate clients there seems to be a relatively steep learning curve for the company in terms of you know, the tools we're using, the poor purpose of the use of the tools, and then the interpretation of the results and how all that is pulled together to make the coaching work successful and to bring value to the company. So, and in fact, I, I had a meeting yesterday with the leadership team for one of my large clients and it's a new client. And we just, I just took on three high potentials there a month or so ago. And so I wanted to take time to sit down with the executives there for them to understand the tools that I was using, the purpose behind the use of those tools, the value of the information that we were getting from the tools, and how that was actually going to be incorporated into the coaching work. And then how does that coaching process benefit the company? And and I think it was a really time well spent, Meg. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
you know, I certainly have in the past have been guilty of not putting enough effort and time into that process and just assuming that, you know, the leadership of the company kind of understood what we were doing. And I think there's still, even though I would say probably, I think there were five people on the leadership team for this organization, maybe a couple of them have had coaching of themselves at some point in the past, but still not a clear understanding of the coaching process, the use of the tools, the technology, and how that fit together. So I think for for the effectiveness of the the, the work that they've asked me to mm-hmm. do, and also for my long-term, you know, I'm building a good relationship with the company. I think that it was really certainly a good use of time yesterday for all of us to go through this. And as a matter of fact, they could, we conclude the meeting with the leader telling me that he really felt the meeting was valuable. And he asked me if I'd be willing to come back and give them another update in a couple of weeks as the coaching work progressed with these people. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's like so much that we do, mm-hmm. you know, every time if I take the time to do things the right way, we usually have a, a, a high probability of a good outcome. I try to shortcut stuff and maybe don't take the time to do that extra little thing. It's, you know, sometimes we, we get off track. Right. And I think the other thing that sometimes we fall in the trap of is just assuming that people understand more than they do because it's so common for us, but it's not common for our clients. That's how come they're bringing us in. That's an excellent point. And that's certainly with the situation with the, in fact, I had, I had a series of meetings with these fellows. Uh, they happen to be men and mm-hmm. uh, uh, over the course of the last year. And they were very interested in the idea of coaching. They understood conceptually, or at least they thought they understood conceptually, what it was about. But uh, it took them a while to really get their head around it all, even though we had you know, a lot of formal and informal discussions about the process and the, the theory of coaching and the processes, mm-hmm. specific processes around it. It took them a while before they came around to saying, yeah, let's go forward with it. Really? Uh- a really sort of on target food for thought for all of us to think how how am i am i being clear enough am i taking the time to do it right as you said any other i know you just gave a presentation on this whole concept of big data any thoughts that that you have wishing that i had asked about something in particular that maybe we'd left out of of this discussion well i think you know we 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 talked about the use of handhelds, but I think it probably it, it, it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be uh, I think it wouldn't uh, hurt us to to to, to go revisit back to that, the yeah. handheld revisit yeah the, the the potential for handheld devices and I think as they become increasingly more powerful as the broadband you know increases the availability of broadband and the and the 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 speed with which people can communicate. I think it's just going to open up a lot of opportunities for us in real time kind of coaching. I, I was thinking about this. You know, I sort of have a, a an agreement with all of my coaching clients that, that I'm available to them anytime outside their our planned meetings mm-hmm. because you know if if a, if a something pops up that's relevant to something we're working on, I want them to feel like they can reach out. To them. Exactly. You know, this is a, the, yes, the the we can that this it's possible to do that really anywhere you are, and uh, you know even on a global basis now. Mm-hmm. So being able to kind of break down the barriers of distance and and we, we're far more accessible with our handheld devices, our clients are. I know that there's digital programs out there, client management systems that that allow us to 
create more of two-way communication with our clients, even when we're not necessarily in, in a session with them. And exactly. all these things to explore and to, how would somebody maybe explore what's out there? What are some good resources that I didn't warn Ed that I was asking him this question, so I'm going <laughs> to give him a bye if he doesn't know, but what are some thoughts that you might have about ways to increase our competency in this complexity? Yeah, well, you know, there, there are conferences, HR technology conferences, where a lot of this advanced technology gets introduced. And, you know, I know we can't all attend those, and nor do we need to. But, you know, I think even just signing up for notifications from the conference presenters and seeing, you know, who, what companies are presenting at these conferences, you know, who's going to be, who's speaking. What are they then, speaking on? Uh, yeah. What they're speaking on. And then, you know, who's, who's, who are the vendors that are, that are going to be there, you know, trying to, to, to sell their wares. You know, I, I, I spent some time, I was at the ICF Global Conference in Washington, D.C. back last uh, summer, August. fall. I it forgot when it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, 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 you know, I took some time there. Some of this technology that, that we're, we alluded to was there was being displayed there some of the stuff so i think there are good places like that to there's there's a good places to kind of try to keep your keep abreast of what's going on that good tips so so ed i want to thank you for taking time to share with us some concepts about gosh people kind of you know it's it's 2018 technology is <laughs> is is real and how can we in fact use it to maybe up our game or bring more more value to our clients and more effectively manage people or help our clients manage their people. And I love that idea of using a smartphone app to help us be that much more effective. So thanks for bringing your expertise because it's certainly not my expertise. And I think I probably need to up my game on that. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. As coaches in this day and age, if we're not up to speed or aware of the different resources that are available, and that would include available through technology, perhaps we're not tapping into all that we can to be the best coach we can and to bring the most value we can to our clients. So I encourage you to explore, maybe do a Google search to see what kinds of resources you might want to further add to your toolbox as a coach with your clients, with the organizations that you work with. And I want to thank Dr. Ed Rankin for sharing his expertise with us on today's show. If you'd like to know more about Ed or about the different resources discussed, go to the resource page at starcoachshow.com. Also, sign up for our ongoing book giveaway. Our current book is Ignite Your Leadership and Kathy Sparrow donated that book to the show. So I want to thank Kathy. Always, I am open and eager for your feedback. If you are enjoying the show, I would very much appreciate a rate and review on iTunes as that increases visibility of the show. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success.